everybody, to episode 10 of Excuse the Fandom. It's we like are a, now a decade That's old. a whole decade. I was going to say that. Yeah. I stole it. Yep. I took it right out of his mouth. Yep. And happy birthday to Kobe B and Brian, my guy. Kobe. Since I was a little guy. Kobe. I just, you know, something about that fadeaway and that mamba mentality. It's just so smooth. Just everything so about smooth. it. Just so smooth. Just such a good guy. I'm so glad he shaved his head. No, I so smooth after that. Yeah, but Phoebe Bryant was pretty good. That's true, too. You can't not Phoebe Bryant. Phoebe Bryant. Yeah, that's a good time. Uh, but yeah, shout out to him. Happy birthday. I don't know if I'll ever hear this, but if he does, happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. So today, it? we're going to talk about the AFC West. Dissect that kind of a little bit. Tell us who's going to win that division. It's a super weird division. I think it's easy. It's an easy pick. Really? Yeah. See, I, I struggle, but yeah. Yeah, so we got that going for us. We got you know big trade news in the NBA. Yeah, I'm not sure if you heard it, but I got drafted by the Raptors. No, no, uh, Kyrie <laughs> got traded to the Celtics in a blockbuster. Kind of exciting for the league. I mean, it just continues this whole off season. I've this said whole it a hundred times. That's continually being better than the regular season itself. It's and been it's better than the playoffs. Except for the finals. Let's be honest. We have the so. biggest soap opera we've seen in a long time coming this Friday in the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. Yeah, somehow, the NBA still stole the <laughs> Still. Oh, my God. They figured a way out. They're like, you know what, guys? We're going to trade Kyrie right before it. So, taking that spotlight back. We'll talk about that. We'll do some bone to picks. We're kind of a little upset about things in sports. Yeah, there's a couple of things. Uh, we'll do some... Some fight talk. Yeah, we will bit. talk not, about the fight. We don't really know fights. Nope. Well, we'll just... We're going to do it because fans do things like that. We, they don't know things, but they just talk things. Yeah. We know people that do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that do that. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to do that. And then we'll do some fantasy sleepers. Some deep sleepers. Yeah, I thought I was tired, and it was just because we were doing the fantasy sleepers. Deep that's, sleepers. That's not... I mean, losing a lack of sleep. It's just fantasy sleepers. Yeah, just, They're yeah, all you should, around us. Y'all should find a bed before we get there. Cause yeah. I'm rocky to sleep with these sleepers. Yep, exactly. So, you know, buckle up, stand upright, get one of those things that you hang from the ceiling from or something. Just, oh, that got yeah. dark real, real well, quick. Yeah, like that, no, like the backboard where oh, you like, okay. stretch your back out. Yeah, that's what I don't know. It <laughs> means you can't move. You can't fall asleep during that. Okay, okay. If you do, you're impressive. You're, you're sounded like Batman. you were describing a noose and it's no, really no, bad. God, no, no. What is this? No, we're talking about the backboard that stretches you out. I don't, I still don't know what that is, but... Let's uh let's roll into the bone to picks. Yeah, you go ahead, Ellie. Okay. So uh I was watching ESPN yesterday and they were they were freaking out about yet another thing that should not have been freaked out on. Sounds like ESPN. Uh Odell, you may have heard Odell got hurt. Who? Odell Beckham. Who? Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, OBJ. Yeah, yeah, OBJ, sorry. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. OBJ. Initial guy. He got hit by uh Brian Body Calhoun. Calhoun, I don't know how to say his name. He's a nobody corner. He got hit in the knee area on a low hit, defenseless receiver, perfectly legal. And everyone's crying that this should be an illegal hit because it is more dangerous than hits to the head. And that doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, I'm just, I'll just be straight up. It wasn't dirty. There was nothing foul about it. It was just a corner who is trying to win a job, making a tackle the way that you're allowed to. So I'm not sure why people who are the same people who flip out over concussions are saying that this hit shouldn't be legal because knees are more important than heads. Now, last time I checked, guys can live without knees and they can't live without heads. But 
I'm I'm just saying that it's just not a big deal to me because, like you you the reason that it hurts so bad is because the cleats that he's wearing they were in the ground. Now do you want to take cleats out of the game now because that that cleats cause a lot of knee injuries, probably all of them almost. Mm-hmm. Besides the hits, the non-contact ones, they're all cleats sticking into the ground, getting stuck. Do you want to play with running shoes on turf because that sounds like a horrible idea? Yeah, it sounds terrible but to me. Honestly, if like. It's just one of those things where safety cannot be guaranteed at all times during football, and people just want it to be guaranteed, and I don't know why. So, Dave, do you have any, do you have any thoughts on yeah, this? Yeah, I think, I think the biggest takeaway from this whole scenario is the fact that this hit only happens because you can't target keyword anymore. Like They don't want you hitting high, so the natural instinct now made by the league is that people hit low. So this is going to happen in all types of plays. Hitting low. So, like, people need to take a step back and realize, like, this is kind of what the league's become, unfortunately. Because your knees are going to be out there on the line. Or your ankles or whatever have you. Also, like, you know, he kind of braces his body for it a little bit. Because, like, his, his heel was just, like, on the ground. Like, imagine if he was fully planted. Then he probably tears his ACL. Like, yeah. he kind of, like, was ready for it a little bit. And, like, he kind of, like, I don't want to say he dramatized the after effect of it, but, I mean, this man... Oh, he did. He this, laid on the ground for a sprained well, ankle. Well, no, not, not oh, just that. Like, sprained ankles are tough. But, like, the fact that he jogged off and stuff like that, like, he's going to be fine. You know what I mean? Like, let's raise issues when, like, career-ending injuries happen or season-ending injuries happen. But not when this man literally jogs off the field and is fine and is ready to go. Like, I don't think there's any cause for concern there. I think ESPN is just blowing smoke again, like they always do. They find a, a different topic every day. We can talk about the numerous topics that they come up with just to embrace debate or cause controversy or have Stephen A. go off on. That's oh, yeah. all. I mean, like, I, you know, like something came out today where a broadcaster whose name happens to be Robert Lee was taken off of the, the broadcasting gig at the University of Virginia. Yeah, so apparently this guy just can't have a name. Yeah, like what? It's a, do you want him to change his name so you can broadcast for so him? So he's not allowed, like, you're going to take him off of every single game from the South? Like, that doesn't make any sense. South like, on? Like, blows my mind. Yeah, so another thing where, like, you know, that's a whole different topic because that's... Oh, yeah, sorry. Making, Changes you know, different things. lines, but that's another example of them just making a story up because that's what they do. Yeah. They're probably the best at it right now, being the TMZ of sports, even though TMZ sports exists. But they are better than them, so (laughs) it's like the thing they're trying to go for, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I think that's a good bone to pick for sure, just because Odell is so in our face, as he might be the most expensive football player out there. I think he might might be the most talented football player. Oh, hands down. I think, yeah. He might be ever. I think think Dion might be the only one I could question the ever part. But Dion didn't have nearly the hands that Odell has. But he had everything else. I think that the only reason this was almost completely overblown is because if if he was out for the season, the Giants are done. They they oh. they they're probably already done anyway. Just because well, he yeah. is their whole team, but like I would give him a fighter's chance. He like pulls random crap out of him. Well, yeah, I don't know if they could win the division though. They'd have to sneak yeah, in somehow. Sneak in a wild like, card, but when they when they sneak in a wild card, that's when they upset the Patriots. But, so like. Patriots, they, watch out. They're they can't. Sneak in a yeah, they're, they're, the Giants are. They're not as good as advertised. I feel like in the offseason. But okay, so you have my bone. Yeah, bone to pick too. Is going to be kind of a segue into our Kyrie trade topic. But my biggest thing is yet again another fan overreaction to events. Whether we've talked before how they overreact to news. This is them overreacting to what's very natural in sports. And this is a man that gets traded away from your team, like. Isaiah did nothing wrong 
in this scenario. He fought hard for Boston. He fought hard to be a Celtic. He wanted to be a Celtic. He's the one who got Gordon Hayward there. Everyone can say Brad Stevens did it, but Gordon's got to like who he's playing with. And obviously he saw something in Isaiah to go play there. Um, but they just can't, like, to burn a guy's jersey, I don't even think, first off, it's a dumb thing to do, period. You just probably spent a hundred and some dollars to get this man's jersey, and you're going to burn it. Like, so, I, so they're burning Isaiah Thomas jerseys. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, I, I don't know if, even as a, like, a LeBron fan, if I was a LeBron fan and I was from Cleveland, I don't know if I would have done it when he left the first time. Yeah. Just because, like, there's there's feelings. There. It's like, for instance, like, if I was my brother's age and I saw Mike Mussina leave for the Yankees, I'm going to remember everything good Mike Mussina left behind. You know I mean, he was a great uh, pitcher for us. He could have been just as good as he was with the Yankees. You know, he probably would have been maybe the best pitcher the Orioles ever had uh, with Jim Palmer right next to him. I just, I don't understand that, like, the fascination where you, like, are you just trying to get a rise out of them? Like, they don't care. <laughs> like, the players don't care that you're oh, yeah. Jersey. Like, they're, they're a part of this business. They're going to make the fans happy wherever they are. So, you know, Isaiah's going to get a bunch of people wearing his number now in Cleveland. Just like you guys are going to be wearing uh, Kyrie's jersey. So, like, yeah, so you get a better point guard. Why are you flipping out? Like, one of the biggest regrets I have in life was when I had jerseys, and I even just gave them to Goodwill. Like, I wish I hung on to those because of the throwback moments. Like, throwback yeah. jerseys are a very big thing right now. And all you guys could have been like, oh, I have the like, original Isaiah jersey. When, if and I, when Isaiah, if he ever becomes a Hall of Famer. Which he, he has the pedigree to do it. I don't know if he will. Yeah. Well, but he could. he could. And you could be like the guy that has that Celtics jersey where he got made. But you burned it. So I just think it's dumb. I think people have these, like, I think we're just in this world of hot takes. And that's literally a hot take. A hot take. That's like, like you're burning things. Right. It's a legit hot take. And I just think people need to take a step back and realize, like, Isaiah and all these other athletes do such great things for their cities. Like, you didn't see Heat fans burn LeBron jerseys when he left, or D-Wade jerseys when he left. Like, first off, there's not many actual Heat fans because there's so much to do in Miami, but... That's true. But they, you just didn't see that because they respected the fact of what they did there. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people didn't burn Shaq jerseys when he left L.A., given, like, that wasn't a thing back in the early 2000s. But, like, I don't think they would do it now. I just think there's a, a level of respect that players deserve when they leave teams that they just never get anymore. Because people want five seconds on Twitter burning a jersey, just so maybe other people burn them with them, or like they look cool, or try to get a rise out of players. They don't care. We shouldn't care. Like we should respect what we've got. That's why I feel about that. I don't know how Ben feels. I just think it's yeah. a dumb thing. I mean, like I'm almost preparing for this exact situation. Well, no, because this is different. Because he was traded. Right. It's like, not like was, a free agent. It wasn't, wasn't his, his decision. Like yeah, it's, he didn't make this call. But like I know we're preparing for the Orioles to lose Manny Machado. Right. And next off season. So I'm gonna respect when he leaves. I'm gonna like I'm not going to be that upset when he leaves because he doesn't he shouldn't stay. Like if he's smart, there's no reason to yeah, stay. The only reason why he stays is if we somehow start spending on starting pitching. Yeah, which I it's we'll spend on the wrong ones. But that's a that's a whole different story. But it's like I'm I wouldn't be upset if he left. so I would never like go and burn his jersey. Like that just doesn't make sense right. to me. Yeah, I agree. I just think it's a, a thing that people just always end up doing and it's just like I said I I think it's now because it's a fad almost it's like the it thing to do in terms of when players leave like people just need to get over it it's it's a business I think maybe because I worked in a sports environment before I understand that it's a business a little bit more than I used to but I think just growing up I realized it's a business people yeah. are going to move like, yeah. at, the end, at the end of the day 
they, it's you're in it to make money. So. Right, and like I, like Colin Coward said, the best thing about sports right now is the mobility the NBA has. We got to respect that. Like not many other leagues a have that mobility or b want that mobility. And I think it's making the game so much better, in my opinion. Like yes, these super teams are intense, but we all want to watch either them win or we want to watch them lose. So you know, stop blaming the players for this stuff. It's not worth it. It's kind of dumb at this point. Yeah, that's my take. Yeah, I like that. I think that people, like you just you have to embrace the mobility of it, and people right. just aren't doing that. So just embrace the players, embrace the history while you can. It's going to be gone pretty quick. Pretty quick. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So let's get like into it. the Kyrie trade. The Kyrie trade. Let's okay. dive into it. We do usually do football now, but we're going to dive into yeah, trade just the, because the, the trade's was, so much bigger. Than it was football. Just, but it was just a perfect segue. Yeah. The bone to pick right into the trade. Right into the trade. So like first take, you know, we'll go through the details. Kyrie. Goes to Boston. That's all they get. That's it. That's all. That's they get. it. And then Cleveland gets the Brooklyn pick, which I think is the best part about it. The best it. part. Uh, Boston really didn't want to give that up. They didn't even give it up for Jimmy Butler. They give it up now. They give up Isaiah Thomas, who's a free agent after this year. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a no be hit or miss. Yeah, that's, yeah. You, you obviously can't have it and Kyrie. Well, yeah, if you're Cleveland, you couldn't trade Kyrie and not get a some kind of guard back. Yeah, I mean, or LeBron's got to be your point all season, which is doable, but is that? That's not ideal. So it's probably still going to happen, but you still want someone to theoretically have the number one title. Well, yeah, a point guard that can actually shoot. I, I like that. And then, then you get Jay Crowder, which I really like. Yeah, Ben's favorite part of the deal, I think. Uh, three, no, not three, but D. You know, doesn't have a three part. I know, but no, uh, he, he can shoot. He's yeah. not. He's not. He's awful. not knockdown, but like, but he can. He can do it. He he's another body to be put in front of Durant. I yeah, like it. in front of him. In front team. of him. Yeah, he's not. No one can stop Kevin Durant. But he, if yeah. there is a guy to like, you want to want him in the whole NBA. Crowder's up there. Like he's not. He's not number sense. one, but he's big enough to make issues happen for Durant. Right. But, uh, and then they get a prospect. I've never heard of the guy. I've never heard of the guy either. He's a center prospect. Yeah, but it, you, at this point, that's what Cleveland needs is assets for the future. They can now flip these assets whenever they want, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good rumors around. Let's just go right now before we get into like, speculation for other things that could happen after this for either team. What do you, who, who wins this deal? The Cavs' faux show. Faux show. Okay, it's not why? even close. First off, you already know that they're competing for this season. And Kyrie is gone. Like He's, he's yep. not going to even try to win games for the Cavs this season. So you had to move him. And this is by far, I think, the most you were going to get. Yeah, definitely him. the that, best deal. That pick for sure like just takes it up a notch. Um, like I said, Jay Crowder, I think, is a huge get for them just in the Golden State games. Just it's, it's LeBron not having to guard Durant every play, which I think is big for him on offense. Yeah, definitely huge. So I like that. Um, I think the, the Brooklyn pick is definitely the biggest key, though, just because when LeBron leaves... When? When it's if it's not next year, he's only going to be yeah. there for another year. Yeah, he only buys signed like a one year deal. So he he wants to keep that mobility we were talking about available. So I think that if he does like, say, you have the first overall pick and Michael Porter Jr.'s there, and he likes that, and he really likes that. Well, then guess what? Then you've convinced LeBron to stay. Yeah. And what do you know? That was easy. So like, I really liked it for the Cavs, and I really feel like Boston should have wanted a little bit more than Kyrie in this. I feel like they could have gotten more. Yeah, but they didn't. I don't know if they could have really gotten more. I think the most they probably could have gotten is one of those bad contracts that they have, and I don't know if you want that. Well, like if you got Channing Frye back, you don't want that. No, you don't want Channing Frye or, or like, Shumpert. But there's other guys there that I feel like you Jr. Can. 
I mean, no, not that's another bad contract, but toxic. I, I think they would have to get a third team in there to get another asset, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't the, think Cleveland's I wouldn't have. Asset. I mean, I feel like you want to get Kyrie in the door right away, like as soon as you can. Yeah. But I would have probably been a little bit more patient and gotten something a little better. See, I think this is a win-win scenario for both. Teams. Oh, it's definitely a win-win. I'm I don't even. I don't know I like if I can. More. Yeah, I don't know if I can give anyone a leg up. I almost would want to give the leg up to the Celtics just because. And they get a better, more proven killer mentality scorer in Kyrie. And he's not going to get as banged up. Yes, he's had injury issues. Isaiah has injury issues. But because he's bigger than Isaiah, he's not going to be as injury prone um, in that sense where he can go to the lane, finish at the bucket, and not get killed every time he does it. Uh, I think that's a huge plus. I don't like Crowder was huge for them, but I think they really see something in Jalen Brown. They wouldn't really be pushing oh, yeah. some of these guys at the door. I I just don't like the fact that you already gave up Bradley and you just lost your two best wing defenders or two pro- best proven wing. Jalen's defenders. a good, really good. Jalen, yeah, I, I see a lot of potential defensively in him. Yeah, so. and I think they're going to bank on that and the scoring ability of Jason Tatum. That is, I really do think by mid year it'll develop into something. It's he's got the skill set. I think that's a role for sure. It's just a matter of how he fits in immediately. I don't know, and like, guess Cleveland wins. Obviously, they get a good pick. I don't know if we can bank on that Nets pick even being in the top five right now. Really, they've made enough improvements where they can win some games this year, and I don't I know if we can bank on it being too high. I think it's a gamble. I think that's what the Celtics finally saw was that D'Angelo Russell and some of these other moves that they've been making slowly. Like they're not like huge glamorous moves, but they're people that can a score the ball and they're. Be a, they're kind of exciting for the Brooklyn fan base. They're not like must watch by any means, but like they're going to make it interesting. I think so. I think you know if you're Cleveland and you somehow have like the eight pick now, it's still a win. It's not clear. Obviously, it's not the win it would be if it's a top three. Uh, I just I really think Boston has a clear advantage. I don't know if it helps improve them to beat the Cavs. I think they have a much better chance to beat the Cavs now than they did. Oh, this is a future. Deal yeah. for sure because if LeBron leaves, they're the kings of the East. So yeah, I mean, but I think there's like I think people are going to discount how I really think that they they lost their closer. The Cavs did. Like Kyrie closed games out. Well, you got the game seven. That was, you got a better closer in Isaiah Thomas. Though, I don't so think, that's the harder part. I don't think it's a better closer. That's why I I just don't like that debate. If you lose your closer, well, you got you got one that's a little yeah, better. but I, I don't think Isaiah is nearly the closer Kyrie is. Kyrie literally won them game seven of the finals. I mean, it's fair. I mean, Isaiah, like the stats game. just have Isaiah above him a little bit, but yeah. But I don't know. I just I think people kind of discount that a little bit, and him going to the the one like there's two teams in the East and they gave him right to the other team. Yeah, and I think people don't understand like like DC the Wizards are going to have a better chance now. I think. Yeah. You know, they both got weaker in areas that the Wizards could benefit that the Raptors could really benefit from. The a Raptors little bit. could for for sure. Um. So I just I think I think it makes it a little murkier than it was, because it took strengths from both teams away. Um, I definitely don't think it changes who wins the finals by any means. Oh, yeah. even, I mean, if, even if D Wade yeah, ends up, we talk about all these moves, but we all we me and Dave both think that Golden State's an easy slam dunk champion yeah, I mean, again. So now Curry can post up it. You know, Ben doesn't think it's possible. I think no, I think it's possible. I don't know if he he will go that far, but yeah. So. Um, I think that's definitely a big thing. Now, like, if you just look at the end of the season, I think, obviously, I think the Wayne Wade goes there um, to Cleveland if and when he's bought out. The only thing that could happen, in my opinion, is if, like, the Lakers, say, said, hey, D. 
Hey, wait, here's a five-year deal or four-year deal. Like a stupid yeah. amount of money, you know, almost max maybe. I, I don't think, I think the Lakers down. are smarter than that right now. Because I don't think Dwayne, I don't right think there. Dwayne Wade would want to be locked down to one team like that for that long of a time right now. Maybe the money would would do it, but but I think that the reason why I say that could happen is because of the LeBron factor. That's the only reason why I think it happens. Well, yeah, because then then you have like, in my opinion, that's the biggest bargaining chip you need is to have. He does love himself some Dwayne Wade. He does, and that and you know LeBronzo like Colin Coward said could be a thing. LeBronzo Wade. I don't know. That's just my. It's interesting. Yeah, I, that, that is interesting. But yeah, let's, let's just say, like, what if uh, they flip the Brooklyn pick, and like Tristan Thompson for Demarcus at the deadline? That wouldn't surprise me. And all of a sudden, the finals get way more interesting. Punches will be thrown. Yeah, him and Draymond. Him and Draymond might it. be kicking nuts. Kicking nuts at and the same time. Names. Kicking yeah. nuts and taking names. I like that. Yeah. So that's, that'll be interesting. <laughs> that's a thing to look forward to in June. If that yeah. happens, if it doesn't happen, we can just write Golden State in. Yeah, you still probably could write Golden State in. But I think that also has to be something that the Cavs are thinking about. Is that oh, they they have assets. Now. I don't think that you make a move without thinking of moves in the future. Yeah, I think everyone does that just generally, even fantasy football. I know I make one move to make another move most of the time. Yeah, so I think that's definitely on the table. Let's get into the AFC West. AFC West. AFC West divisional picks. Benny, you want to roll through them yours? Um. I'm gonna say I'm gonna take a surprise on this time. I probably did not say this in our original picks. A lot of things have changed since the OG. I'm gonna take Denver ten and six to win the division. Wow. Why? I like Trevor Simeon. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I do like Trevor Simeon. He's not gonna win games, but he's gonna be better. That defense is gonna be about the same. That's all you need. And I like their schedule better this year. Yeah. Like they don't have Fair. to go to New England. Always a good thing. And they're going to... I just see, when I look at the teams that they have to face, I think Oakland's secondary is absolutely horrible. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely horrible. So they can beat Oakland. It wouldn't surprise me if they win both games. All you need one is Oakland. one good game from DT. I just... The, the only team, and I have them as another 10-6 and six team, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they are the team to beat, honestly. I just think Denver wins enough because of their easier schedule. But... I think Kansas City is the only team that really matches up well against Denver inside the division, and that's why I picked Denver. Like I, I just don't see a lot of issues with the team besides the quarterback. But I like what I've seen from Simeon so far this season. Yeah, um, you that. Oakland I have at eight and eight. I think they're oh. way over overblown this season. Overblown. I like like I in key places they're good. In these, in like every not key place, they're bad. Like they don't have any secondary. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball as mu- as well as people think that they're going to be able to. And I think that if Derek Carr just relies too much on these receivers, and we saw it in the in the preseason game where he just threw up a pass to Amari Cooper in triple coverage, and that, that was like it was a really dumb throw. Like Amari Cooper catches it, and it's an amazing catch. Yeah. But I, if you're going to play offense like that, you're not going to win games. So I have them at eight and eight, and then every, there's some people picking the Chargers to win this division, but I'm not. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm going to say they're going to go six and ten. They can never stay healthy, and they always seem to lose games. They're just yeah. one of those franchises that even when they are first in defense, first in offense, and they the number lose. one special teams, they they, they were had a losing season. I don't know how that happens, but it happens. Yeah, no, I so get that. I'm going to go. Philip Rivers just kind of implodes yet again, and mm-hmm. they go six and ten. Yeah, I think I got mine flipped from yours, not going to lie. I do see 
a pretty close heat for that top spot. I think Oakland and KC are ten and six. Okay. I think Oakland wins out. They get the you know division crown. I think that just because I I really like I like the leadership Marshawn brings. I don't really care about what he does on the field. You know, there's a, something he said about like a team really needing a voice. Marshawn gives him that voice. Whether I mean I don't know if it's always gonna be a good voice, but he just gives a presence to them that they haven't really had yet. Uh, especially offensively, they haven't had like they had Charles Woodson for a while. Good back, good voice in the back. Of the They're defense. still bad though. When he was yeah, there. but now they get a, a good voice on the offensive side that can go a long way. Uh, I think you need that leadership. Defense, obviously, it's up to Khalil Mack. It's it's the Khalil Mack show there. That's why I don't like this defense as much. As but that's why I, I do like. I I think we're at a point where if we, he balls out and can get, I know he thought up the gaudy number of thirty sacks. If he gets 20, 22, he takes a lot of pressure off those bad corners. And that's all that matters. And that's the same thing for Von Miller. Von Miller, like, I think I think Von Miller has as much to do with, with the Broncos' success as Trevor Simeon. If, Tre- like, if Von Miller gets those 22 sacks or 23, then he takes a lot of pressure off Trevor. Yeah. But see, like, I don't, there's no pressure on Derek. That's my, that's my opinion, at least. Like, Derek has the yeah. keys to the offense. He knows what he's doing. There's not as much pressure on him to just go out and score points because he knows he can. Whereas I don't know if Trevor has the confidence to go out and score points. Just like I have the same thing almost with Alex Smith some days because they're they're the prototypical game manager. Like, well, yeah. hey, just don't throw a pick here, and we might get a field goal out of it. And I think when you have that, and you have Derek Carvin, like, all right, we're gonna get seven, and I have to tell he feels every way down the field. I just I don't know. I think that gives them the edge in terms of the division. I think Casey's gonna look good. They always look good, um, but they don't have the punch that they need. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes was in year two, year three, and he's you know looking as good as he does, then it's easy to give KC the title, especially if the defense stays as good as it is. Uh, I I think Ty- Tyreek Hill is definitely the X factor in this whole oh, yeah. division because if he does add that punch, Kansas City could mm-hmm. be a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, but like uh, as like I said, as of right now, I think Oakland's the only one that has the punch right now. And that's because you can rely on the fact that Derek should get them points. Whereas the rest of the quarterbacks, besides Philip Rivers, can't really be a guarantee to go get points. That's my biggest thing. That's fair. And I think uh, Denver comes in at 8-8. Eight and eight. Like I said, rides on Von Miller in that defense. And then you can kind of guarantee that the Chargers will be the basement. I don't know if 6-10 and 10 was as low as they go. I feel like they're like a 7-9. I feel like, like only two, someone had above. the... But they, they had, someone has to take the bottom of the barrel there. Well, I know. I just don't think that you can go... All those teams yeah. would win that many games, so I had to take them down. To right, six and like Ben said, they just they almost find ways to just lose games. Yeah, like, they're prototypically good at that, and I think it's gonna be more evident this year. Phillips getting close to retirement, they don't have a succeed like a successor lined up. I think that's scary if you're it's a Chargers. Really fan. scary. They need to get whether you're a Chargers fan from San Diego or from LA. I think it's scary no matter what. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Ivory division race. Yeah, this is, this is a weird one. It's like, it's I feel like up. if it swept or completely switched order, like my order, I wouldn't be surprised if Chargers won. Yeah, no, it, it really could definitely turn me. the tables all the way around. Like, Oakland could probably be a basement team. If Derek Carr gets hurt again, that's yeah. same thing. They don't have one. Maybe they'll trade for Trevor, uh, Terrell Pryor again <laughs> and just let him play quarterback and receiver. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. sound like a bad idea. It doesn't sound awful. Not at all. So that's, that's what we got for the AFC West division picks. Uh, well, stay tuned and see if any of these things come true. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they will. But yeah, none, I feel like none of these things that we start saying. I think, are I think true. a lot of the division picks right now. I mean, we're not even in week three of the 
preseason, but there's everything's gonna be so tight this year in football, in my opinion. Yeah, like we're gonna see, we might see what we see in the AL wild card, where everyone's mediocre, but they just like they keep afloat. Yeah, and I think that could really happen in the entire NFL this year, besides the Patriots and the Packers. Mm-hmm. And those really two count. Those are the two outliers. So be weary when be you're weary. picking things like this. I, yep, I emphasize the picking. Picking. We're picking things now. Yeah, so let's get into the fight. The fight. Fight night. It's Friday. One of the Friday? Friday? Do we have a time? I don't have a time. I don't have a time either. I should probably figure that out. It's one of those things where like it's been in my ears so much, I kind of just stopped listening. Yeah, I've I'm stopped not listening lie. a while ago. I mean, I've been seeing things on like social media and stuff. All those pressers, all that crazy talk they did, the hoopla. I did stop paying attention. A lot yeah. of hoopla. And then it came back around. They had their last presser today. Yep. As they got weight. Floyd doesn't even think Connor can make weight on Friday. It wouldn't surprise me. He's been eating some American food. That's probably That's why. True, I'm yeah. not going to lie. We have some pretty terrible food. I mean, Floyd's like 20 pounds under right now. Well, so. you know, that's because he's getting older. Yeah. And it sure just, does that to you. It's just funny how he's like, I'm going to play so much underweight, too. And it's still not even. Yeah. But I, I don't I, care. Let's get on it. It's what? HBO? Pay-per-view? Pay-per-view. Is it HBO? I don't know. Like I said, don't know. I don't know. I We're off. just doing this thing. I planned on figuring this all out on Friday. Right. Like, Ben and I got into this whole, like, we were thinking about what topics to do. And I was like, Ben, I think we just have to do it because it's a thing guys do. Yeah. I like, feel like everyone's going to talk about like, it. So we it doesn't matter if you're it. a boxing fan or a UFC fan. You just kind of want to talk this. Because it's like a, it's, it's a soap opera. show. It's, like it's I said earlier, it's yeah. a soap opera. It's a soap opera. It's like, you got these two polarizing people from different spectrums. And they're going to come out and they're going to hopefully beat each other up. Yeah, hopefully. I'm praying that someone's that gonna get every Floyd fight. We like. I don't. I don't think I've ever actually watched a Floyd fight because I know what to expect. Like it's when the same Floyd thing. Pacquiao came around, I was just like, it's gonna be Floyd by like a decision. <laughs> like, he wins by decision almost every time. Yeah. So I, I don't think it happens this time, and we'll get into that. Let's get That's into that. Interesting. Okay. Let's well, do get out. You go ahead. Make your prediction. So yeah, I think there is two ways this goes. Okay, and both ways. Are because Connor is high energy, crazy guy. Everyone needs a crazy guy. I've talked about crazy guys before in sports. Like every team needs a crazy guy. Sure, just gets the team going. Well, Connor gets himself going all the time. Um, he definitely gets himself going. Yeah, and it's going to either help him or hurt him. And I think the one way there's the one way where it's the second, third, fourth round. It's early. He's been landing punches, and all of a sudden he just gets one and falls down. You you really think that Connor's going to swing and connect? I think Connor is that going at him. He's going to hit for that for better home. or worse, like marriage. For marriage, on. he is married to going at him. Okay. I don't think there is. I don't think there's any ounce in him that wants to not go at him. Now is this like you said this first? Is this the scenario you're predicting to happen? You think that he's going to knock him out? Yeah. You think that? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be bold. I don't know if I'd put money on it. But I would not put money. I put, I put like a. The odds are actually we can, we can getting a, closer and closer, all, and that's not good for if you're betting on. All fair. We'll make bigger. a. We'll make a bet. Okay. All fair. Because okay. I don't know what to bet right now. Maybe I make a dumb trade with you in fantasy, yes. not in our dynasty league, but in our league. Fair enough. Um, the other scenario that I would say it's I'm sixty forty. Sixty forty. He figures it out, knocks him out. Forty percent says this is what happens, and it's that he's. High energy, crazy guy. And round ten comes around. He's been trying to land punches for ten rounds, and he's dogged. Maybe even earlier, maybe like round eight. But he's dogged at this point. He's just tired. He's been trying. Floyd's been countering him really well, and then Floyd connects. 
We've never, we haven't seen Floyd knock anybody out in a while. Yeah, it's like I, been I showed, a while. I jokingly talked about this before we started uh, going live, that like someone would throw a banana peel and kind of knocks himself out on the mat on the, on the floor. But, no, I think he connects on one. And I think Floyd shocks everybody by actually knocking him out. Those brittle bones in his hands actually knock him out. Well, that's why they have gloves on them. <laughs> they're smaller gloves, though. Smaller gloves, a lot of not UFC gloves. That kind of works in Connor's favor, back to my argument. Oh, yeah. I mean, Floyd's been pretty clear about how he's going about this, that he's giving Connor all the advantages that he wants. He just doesn't care. Like, that's, that's how I look yeah, at so it. Yeah, so those are my two prediction outcomes. I have two predictions, too. And they're, two! They're... they're, they're both very different than both of yours. Yeah, and that's why we do this. So I give it a 95% chance. Wow, that's way more than my 16. <laughs> that Floyd wins early rounds and just plays defense the whole time like he always does. Classic Floyd. 95% chance. Unless Connor just goes crazy in the ring and it's it, it, he throws more punches because they're wide open because Connor's not playing smart, which is good to happen. Well He's a crazy guy. That is not one of my predictions, so I don't think that'll happen. Then I think there's a five percent chance that Connor does something completely illegal and gets disqualified. He might him. It wouldn't surprise me if he starts kicking, but I know a big thing is he keeps hitting the back of people's heads when they put their head down, which you can't do in boxing. Yeah, it's a pretty immediate disqualifier. So I don't know if he can control himself if Floyd just yeah. I mean, you've got to remember, like he is literally learning a full set of new rules. Oh, yeah. And he's been sparring probably since turn, the turn of the new year. He probably knew this was coming for a while. But it's still like eight months to learn something completely different. Completely out, different. Out of your ballpark. Like, that's taking a baseball player and be like, hey, okay, you got to go play major league lacrosse. Yeah. Figure it out. Very different. Like, like, very different. It's so, not going to be the same. That's why I, I just don't see a, a scenario where Connor even wins. Because Floyd has taken some shots in his career. And he has never gone down. He is 49-0. and what a horrible opponent to win fifty against! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like but, it's not a glorifying win by any no. means. Like we if all Pacquiao know this was, was a money grab. Yeah, we all know it was. A money and grab. he's making like two hundred fifty million dollars off this. They said that this could be like a hundred billion dollars on pay per view. Yeah, imagine splitting that between two guys. That's just insane. Oh, I mean, oh I, my gosh! It's just and obviously Dana White's gonna get peace because he he's a nice help broker this, but like. I don't know, I think, like I said, Connor is going to be either his best, own best friend or own worst enemy. I don't see Most like, a best I, I, friend in there. I, yeah, I don't want to say it, but I just, there's something about the crazy guy. <laughs> okay. Everyone has one. I mean, it's going to be ours entertaining. Ours is Mark. There's a, play basketball at church. Ours is Mark. He's yeah, a crazy guy. He's a crazy guy. He's he just a... randomly banks in the threes and trash talks. <laughs> like, that's what Connor's going to do. He's going to randomly bank in some, you know, haymakers on the like, crosses and stuff, and all of a sudden, bang. It, it, but nah. I'll be honest. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't land one punch. Yeah, he might literally just go out like this. He might literally get Better. blocked every time and miss. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. That's why I just don't see a scenario where Conor McGregor actually has a fighting chance in this. Literally fight. fighting chance. I get it. That's good. See, that's why we do this. Embrace debate. Embrace Two fans debate. not knowing what they're talking about. Yeah, we don't know what we're saying. Honestly, just saying words. I'm just throwing ideas out I've heard from other people. Yeah, I was saying whatever I actually felt ever since this thing happened. That's I've started off feeling like Dave, and then I put my brain to work and said, I don't know if this is possible, but I really hope it is. And then when I actually I think the fighting it, Irish in me is coming out. Ah, Notre him. Dame makes sense through him. Like the Irish sense. in me wants to see this little Irish guy do his thing. Yeah, I mean, I would love it if he just. Laid Pacquiao out within the first ten seconds. I would. I would probably cry. I'm sorry, Mayweather. 
I'm sorry. But I like it. If yeah. He, if he somehow got Pacquiao in there with him, I would. Yeah. Contest. A triple box. You, yeah. Would, people would watch that. I want to sign up for that yeah. right now. Where do you focus? Yeah. There's a lot you of. You go both hands <laughs> at both people like, at the same time. Just leave yourself just, wide open for one of them. Just a nut kick, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't kick though. So Man, one of them just I would change and it's one on one. Triple that, UFC fight. That's what I would. Yeah, that doesn't sound like either of those has it's come out alive. Terrifying. <laughs> Pacquiao and Mayweather die at that point. Oh, yeah. McGregor would destroy them at that point. Okay, we're getting off topic, though. All right, so let's turn gears into something we normally talk about. Yeah, we're going back to the fantasy corner. Back to the fantasy land where we excuse people from their fantasy. Excuse the fantasy. Yep. Ben's okay. baby. Fantasy sleepers this week. Fantasy sleepers. Get Do your you pillow out. Get, get your pillow. Warm glass bag, of milk. Love sack. Love Sack. Yeah, they're like giant beanbags. Oh, okay. It's a company. Fine. I just okay. gave them free promo. Love Sack. It's just weird. I don't Love like the name. I don't want to buy one of those. You don't want to love the sack? I don't want to buy a Love Sack. You don't want to love the sack. It sounds a little moist. Nah, nah it's weird. <laughs> okay. I didn't think it could get weird, but that moist word makes everything Okay, weird. let's just segue right into the players now. Yep. I'm going to start. Right. My first sleeper that is... A guy who I don't think he can win you your league, but he is going to be able to start. If you have a couple injuries, I like this guy. Ryan Mouch. No, that is a horrible idea. Even real life, that's for football, that's bad. The crab mallet out of here. Okay, Darren Sproles, Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of LeGarrette Blunt talk this week in the news on how he might get cut, but then... He was like, no. The coach was like, no. He nah. ain't getting, he's not getting cut. We just paid a lot of money and lost the draft pick for this guy, so we, we're kind of married to him at this point, even if he does suck. Married to the blunt. Mar- <laughs> nice. Yeah. Bob Marley's team. Bob Marley. So I think that Darren Sproles is the guy to own in this backfield, though. And he's going at pick 153, which is like not quite the 15th round, but it's like the 12th round. I think that... Uh, they're going to spread the ball out. They got all these fast receivers. They got Carson Wentz, a gunslinger. I think that they're going to spread the ball out a lot, and Darren Sproles is probably going to take around 50% of the running back snaps. He's going to catch a lot of passes, and even in standard leagues, he's going to put up enough yards that I think he is worth a start every now and then, and you're not going to get a running back like that that late. So I like Darren Sproles. He's my first guy. Second guy is a guy who's not going drafted. Not being drafted, but if you're going your stream quarterback route, a lot of guys are doing that, where you just don't even have a starter. You just keep picking them up off the waivers. Bold. Real bold. I kind of like that. Um, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. He's getting picked at pick 262, which I don't even think there is a format where he gets picked unless you have, like, 25 roster spots. So glorious. So Jared Goff, you can get him in any league you want. And that, that second preseason game really showed me something. They added Sammy Watkins, and all of a sudden, everything seemed to click yep. for Jared Goff. I don't know if he's actually super relevant. He's going to be a quarterback one all year. But there's definitely some matchups where I would start Jared Goff. Yeah, definitely. So I, I like Jared, Jared Goff. He's free, so it's, it's easy. Don Millionaire. Uh, a guy we saw Monday night preseason game, Duke Johnson. I think Duke Johnson could be a surprise star this season for fantasy Mm -hmm. football. Isaiah Crowell plays bad. I think Duke Johnson just comes in and plays behind that offensive line. Agreed. And he he could be a running back one by the season's end. Agreed. Catches a lot of passes, so PPR is super bonus there. So I really like Duke Johnson this season. Yeah, for those who don't understand, like the QB1, RB1, 
You just do it by the league format. So yes. like twelve quarterbacks should be taken. Yes. Twenty four running backs. So there's twelve should. quarterback ones. Right. Twelve running back ones. Right. We're not saying Jared Goff is gonna be the number one. Yeah, that's we're just saying he nuts. might finish that like the twelfth spot. Which you would be a QB one in that first tier of QBs. Yes, thank you for explaining that. Because to clarify that, that I do love Duke been. Johnson. I I'll tell you what. I being a Ravens fan, we see the Browns twice a year. There's something about the guy that's explosive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is. It's his legs. Yeah, but some nice legs. He's got some good legs. Um, and you know, being from Miami, like they know a thing or two about running backs. They, yeah. So they, like they've had a few good. They ones kind there. of have pushed them out. So like that pick a lot. I think everyone. It's always so high on Crowell, and like this man, like given he's done, had some good games, good years, but we've never seen Duke really get the ball. They well, have probably a top fifteen line this year, maybe top ten. It could be top five, right? So yeah, like nice. Duke Johnson, I think is a bigger benefit to that because on third down plays, let's be real, like they're not going to get a lot of first downs just running the ball with Crowell. So that means going to be a lot of third and eight, whatever. They're checking down, and they're checking down to Duke. Well, they so already came out and said that they want to use him in the slot, which to me just says they just want to get him on the field as much as they can. They want him to have the ball, and if they really start Kaiser, which is the uprising it, reports. It looks like that's going to happen. Because why not? Um, if they start Kaiser, rookies especially hone in on one guy, and sometimes a running back, because mm-hmm. they are easy to find out of the backfield. Could be Duke. Duke Johnson, Keep yeah. Keep an eye. Keep an eye on Duke Johnson. Wake up. He's getting picked at pick one, sleepy. 128. Which is in the tenth round. He could be a QB one in Ben's book. I mean, running running back, back one. one. I honestly, if I could, that's my bold prediction. I think he's top thirty no matter what. My oh yeah, he's a guy that should be on everyone's team. PPR in, in, in a team. PPR is even higher. You can start him week to week. PPR. Yeah, I think probably top twenty at least. But uh, okay, I got one more. I figured I had to pick a wide receiver, so I'm gonna go with Kenny Stills. Okay, like it, Kenny Stills. I think that he Deep. caught a lot of touchdowns last year. With a bad quarterback in Ryan Tannehill and Matt Moore. Game Although, manager. Matt Moore liked him a lot more than Tannehill did. Right. I think that they paid the guy, and Jay Cutler will be slinging it down the field more. Likes to do that. And I think Devontae Parker is gets better. But I yeah. really think Kenny Stills actually becomes Agreed. a force. He's, he's free. He's not getting drafted. Nope. So, definitely take a look at Kenny Stills, especially if you don't like your wide receiver depth. Definitely a best ball guy. Gonna have a couple, a couple long touchdowns this season for sure. So, yeah, I like Kenny Stills. Like Ben's biggest point about Kenny Stills is dead on. Jay likes to air the ball out. Yeah, we're gonna see less from Jarvis. We might see more from Jarvis just because more planned plays for Jarvis. Right, exactly. More ways to get him the ball. But when we see a third and eight, we're gonna like or a third and four, we're gonna see them attack the ball down the field, Mm -hmm. and that's where Parker and Stills come in. Stills never really gets the attention he deserves, whether it was with the Saints or with the Dolphins. It's about time he gets due. He got paid for it, so might as well. Yeah, and I think Parker, people are going to hone in on Parker and Landry, leaving Stills to run down the field with one-on-one coverage a lot more. So I really like Kenny Stills this season. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. My uh, running back that I chose, he chose two running backs. Two running backs. I'm choosing two receivers, one running back. The running back I have, like people are sleeping on him, but it's not really a sleeper in the terms of like, I'm a major news place, and I want to just name rookies as sleepers. This is a guy that people sleep on, and he's always consistently there. He's always putting up numbers, and that's Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Like you, every year, we think he's going away. He doesn't go away, and he stays within those QB one. I mean, running back ones every single season. And you're going to get more of the same this year, especially if Luck's out for any length of time. They're only going to be able to run the ball and throw deep sure. to Ty and to Moncrief. Like so, like 
just be on the lookout of him staying the same, being consistent, staying in his lane, putting up numbers, and just staying in his running back ones. Like, yeah, if you don't if, overthink that. If you don't get one of the the early running back picks, I think we discussed this during the mock drafts. Like Frank Gore yeah. is a, a perfect pickup. Perfect. Because you just have to bank on the fact that he's not going to turn into dust. Right. Yep. So if he, I think he's at least got one more year in him. So I yeah. really like Frank Gore. I haven't had him on any of my teams yet, which is surprising. I think a lot of people are still drift, drafting. I think him. he's one of those guys. I know. So I'm like him and Larry Fitzgerald are two guys I never somehow get. Yeah, I, I like them every year, but I yeah. never get them. They get overdrafted sometimes. So if he starts to fall, definitely. Yeah, because like if, if you ended up like going like two receivers first couple of rounds, and you end up with like a Ty Montgomery and Frank Gore, that's a good situation to be in. Yeah. Definitely a good situation. One of my receivers, uh, kind of out there, not too out there, is Ted Ginn. Um, he falls really far. I don't have the average draft yeah. position like Ben. Not that he is. Prepared. He is late. Like he's like twelfth, thirteenth. Right. So you're going to get a guy that had great numbers in Carolina. We've talked about it before. Great numbers in Carolina, and he's going to the Saints, where he's got the better traditional quarterback. And he's getting the ball, I think, a lot more than people expect. You lose those targets from Thomas. We've talked about that before. They have to go somewhere. I think they'll get dispersed. And they lose the touches from Cooks, I'm sorry. They will get dispersed throughout that team, I think. I don't think yeah. Thomas will get any more, noticeably anymore, or, or any of that. I don't think any of those guys are going to get noticeably anymore. Yeah, and you have to... It's me spread out. You have to think, like, Willie Sneed's getting drafted a lot higher than Ted Ginn, but Ted Ginn's considered the second wide receiver in yeah. the depth chart still. So I think yeah. that's huge to notice. And he, he really has never had a good quarterback his whole no. career. Right. So this is going to be like the best one he's had, the most accurate one he's ever had. And, you know, he Breeze is good getting the ball down the field. Yeah. He's good getting the ball anywhere on the field. But he can get it there. And I think Ted's speed's still there. He's definitely an asset. Look out for him in the late rounds. The last one I have is a rookie. So it's kind of like everyone else's sights. Always picking rookies for sleepers. But the only reason why I picked it is because of everything that's transpired over the last week where Watkins leaves Buffalo and then Anquan retires. Yeah. There's only two reasons why I'm picking Zay Jones for this because someone's got to get the ball when it's not LaShawn McCoy's ball. So, like, when it's 90% LaShawn McCoy, that 10%'s got to go somewhere. And I think Zay Jones gets like seven of that 10%. Yeah. Because he's got the talent, it's, it's there. And I don't think you want to give 7% to Jordan Matthews. Yeah, Jordan Matthews is his, though, his only competition in that receiving core. So I think, and Say Jones, he's made a couple of NFL catches yes. so far this preseason. So just Tyrod's got to get him the ball. Oh, it's Tyrod Taylor, though. That's the only I, downside. The to good that. thing is, is Tyrod's good down the field. And, yeah. And Zay is going to be good. Down he's the he's field. also getting drafted super late. So, so I, he's I, a good wild card. Right. Like I said, take. I think. I probably would if this we did this a week ago. I probably wouldn't have had him as a sleeper just because Sammy's there and it's real murky because he's just so good. But without Sammy and Quan, someone's got to get the ball. It's got. I think it's got to be Zay if they want to have any kind of good offense. Zay's got to get the ball the most of the receivers. The yeah. most. No, I totally agree with that. I like that too. So yeah, that's my sleepers. Everyone awake still? Yeah. Do we need to sound an alarm to wake you up? No, I don't want to sound all. Okay, well, yeah, let's not do that. Let's wake the neighbors. His dumb neighbors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so that, that I think that's that's it. All yeah. for episode ten. Happy decade. Happy decade. Happy decade. Kind of, kind of disappointed myself. This is like four straight episodes without a solid anchorman quote. I started. You off did the San Diego. Yeah, but like that was just because I wanted to. <laughs> that counts at that point. But yeah, so you guys know what to do at this point. It's been a decade, so you guys know yeah. the routine of 
writing reviews and but really write a review spreading the word nobody's written a review we keep spread asking that word. spread the word too talk to people be like hey guys my friends do this thing where they make sports talk yeah and guess they what? have a sports page. We have social media to show them too. Right. Like we have a Twitter. We have a Twitter and Instagram. We have a gram. At Excuse the Fandom. It's the name and of it. It's easy to remember. We are even on Facebook. Like it. Love it. Press the thumb button. Yeah. Whatever they do these days. Yeah. I don't know what they do anymore on Facebook. But right. Like, you know, popular man, we'll get a Snapchat. Like, we'll do. Like, we want people to know that we exist and we want to push this. We want fans to know that fans talk about sports we will take any questions any topics we just want to talk sports and we want to debate and do things like the conor mcgregor thing where we're out of comfort zones but like yeah we, we debated it like it we generally felt obligated to do it and it was two different opinions that just yeah. worked worked yeah. really well yeah i really like doing that yeah so. so do those things on those places do them all all of them Peace. Peace.